What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. WTAW News Time is five minutes after seven. It's 74 degrees. News is presented by Gilmore Electric Express, locally and Aggie owned. For home electrical service, don't settle for less. Call Gilmore Electric Express at 979-77-LIGHT. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. A rezoning request supported by the Bryan Planning and Development Office was voted down by the Planning and Zoning Commission, then by the City Council. The applicant, Kevin Coolkiss, proposed south of Haswell Park at 25th and Haswell to add one building containing four townhomes with an existing house. We followed a comp plan, future comp plan, the blueprint, you know, 2040. We worked with the city extensively on this. We tried to pick a product that worked. PNZ recommended denial by an eight to one margin. Then the applicant's appeal was denied by the council by a six to nothing vote with Mayor Bobby Gutierrez recusing himself. In both votes, members cited an issue with neighborhood integrity because too many townhomes were proposed. The Bryan City Council takes the next step towards extending what will be a major north-south street on the city's east side. A unanimous vote at this week's meeting to purchase land to extend Thornberry Drive was brought up during Mayor Bobby Gutierrez's visit on our show. The majority of our growth is on the east side of town right now. And connecting Thornberry, that's always been part of our MPO plan, our you know, metropolitan plan. No money has been budgeted to build the Thornberry extension from the dead end near Austin's Estates Drive, north past Old Reliance to Highway 21 in the Castle Heights neighborhood. The estimated cost of the land that was approved by the council is $495,000. Negotiations continue in Congress to pass a new farm bill. Senator John Cornyn recently told Texas reporters he expects an extension of the current agreement. He also reminds reporters where most of the money goes. About 80% of it, I think, is food program SNAP. WIC and the like. Cornyn says the food assistance programs are some of the most challenging parts of negotiations. Because the size of the farm bill is growing to historic heights. And again, the more the federal government pours gas on the inflation fire, the worse it gets. Cornyn says another controversial item is work requirements. Two and a half years ago was the opening of a privately owned child care center on land owned by the Texas A&M system that was promoted to be part of a complex that would include a senior living center. The system recently announced that the Charlotte Sharp Center was acquired by the university. Chief External Affairs Officer Susan Balabina provided an update about the senior facility. We don't have plans fleshed out necessarily for what that could look like, but it is a vision we have had as we've looked to the future about what we could do near and around our early learnings. Balabina says A&M's two child care centers are an asset when recruiting students and employees. The Charlotte Sharp Center is also available to families of community members. The Sexual Assault Resource Center is hosting a three-week advocate training starting September 26th. Kayla Duncan, Director of Communications and Outreach, says the training will prepare volunteers for a variety of tasks. So we teach you how to run our hotline, answer crisis intervention, suicide prevention, uh, implicit bias, all those different things, how... Um, 
our partnerships with different people in the community, what that looks like, and we also teach people how to do hostel accompaniments and legal accompaniments because it's also services we offer. The deadline to apply for the training is Monday. Learn more and apply online at sarkbv.org. WTAW news time is nine minutes after seven. It's 74 degrees. News is presented by Gilmore Electric Express. More news at 7.30 or online at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. It's 7-11 on Thursday. We are the Infomaniacs. Sean and Chelsea with you. Scott will be back on Monday. We're in the WC Tractor studio, your Kubota and New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. Weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic and never an overtime charge for total protection plan members. Malik, feel the difference. More clouds and sun today. Showers and thunderstorms likely, especially during the morning hours. Temperatures will reach the upper 80s. Scattered showers and thunderstorms tonight, low in the lower to middle 70s. Partly sunny, another round of showers and storms Friday. We'll get back to the upper 80s. More clouds and sun Saturday, another round of showers and thunderstorms expected. High temperature in the lower 90s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945, WTAW. Aggie Volleyball lost to Houston last night at home. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. You may need an umbrella. Rihanna's telling you so. Make sure to bring it because we want more rain and we're celebrating the rainy day yesterday and hopefully another rainy day today by asking you the question and playing rainy day songs what is your favorite rainy day activity we've got six flags tickets to give away so make sure to include your first and last name 979-695-1620 someone texted in my favorite rainy day activity is lounging on the patio listening to it rain while reading a good book and drinking hot tea yeah that that sounds so nice that is really good it's really cool to have a, a covered patio in times like this. Yes, it's really uh, nice. Somebody else said their favorite rainy act day activity is just watching TV. Uh, yeah. A couple of you had said reading, taking a long nap, which, yeah, that's the that's the best. You've got the the natural sound that mm. will put you to sleep. You know, yes. a lot of people use yes. the sound machines and they'll turn on rain. Yep. I mean, phew, you can't beat the natural rain. Oh, gosh, I know. Natural rain sounds so good. So, yeah, let us know what your favorite rainy day activity is. Again, our number is 979-695-1620. I found this really interesting. If your child is between seven and nine, there's something that you can do to boost their academic success. Read to them. A study found that parents usually stop reading to their kids by age seven when they're capable of reading on their own. But those extra two years can help children develop a love for reading, which studies say give them a better shot at success in both math and English. It's interesting and it's so consistently you hear this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You consistently hear this. And, and there's no, the, the, the people who's, the, the kids that's families read almost always do better. And, yes. and, and, and it's, it's, you want, it's kind of that thing that you want to like ingrain in your kid that reading is, and, but there's a thousand studies that prove that that's right. That that's the thing. There's a direct correlation in success and reading. And the, what I found interesting about this was specifically that age gap, the, the age between seven and nine, because it makes sense to me, your child starts to read on their own. And so, and they usually have reading assignments in school. And so they're having to read so many pages and they get and excited. Like 
but, about it. Right. But but the idea of you need to keep reading to them. Right. So just because they have the ability to read and they've, they're reading in school doesn't mean that as a parent, you should stop reading to them. Right. Because I think if you keep that connection, keep that bond saying, hey, let's read together. I'll still read you, you know, whether it's bedtime stories or things like that. Uh, and, and obviously, too, what you can read to them may be a little bit more advanced than, Absolutely. than, than what they're capable, capable they may of doing be, at the they time. May, yeah, they may be able to understand it and to grasp the idea, but the actual reading is more difficult than their reading level. And so that is going to make them, I think, hopefully even more interested in, in reading and, and reading higher level stuff. And, and it, so, it opens their imagination up. Yeah, it makes you, it makes you create things in your head on your own. And you also used a word that I was going to say bond. It's you bond. Yeah. It's a fa- it's family time. You're yeah. not just learning. You're not just getting smarter. You're also hanging out with your parents and, and bonding at mm-hmm. that exact time. So it, along those same lines, there's a study but from Scholastics ha- has come out and it says kids reading enjoyment, frequency and perceived importance, including amongst parents is declining with age. Exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. There's a significant drop in reading enjoyment as kids age 70 percent among six to eight year olds versus only 46 percent 12 to 17 year olds enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Nearly half of six to eight year olds say they are frequent frequent readers, the level declines to just 32% in 9 to 11 year olds, 21% in 12 to 14, and 15% in 15 to 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. Half of school-aged kids believe that reading is fun and, and highly important. However, as children get older, they place less importance on reading Excuse me, 64% of children 6 to 8 versus only 43% say it's important from 12 to 17. Mm, it's interesting that they don't think it's important. I right. understand not wanting to do it. And I think a lot of that has to do with your reading assignments become more prevalent the right. older you get. So, you know, the summer reading and uh, the, you know, you had to get so many pages in and then the the reading in English, it's, they're not always books that you love or that you're interested in. And that's, you know, I kind of go back to the reading yeah. at home, you know, as long as they're reading something yeah. you know it doesn't necessarily matter if it's you know uh pride and prejudice you right. know yeah. or, or something like that or, or school related but can you keep your kids invested in reading outside of their school assignments right. no i get it it's hard the older kids get the more activities they're involved in the less free time they have you know things like that i totally understand why the decline happens but um yeah what can you do to keep your kids loving reading yeah it's tough and, and, and for the parents and, and i've got more on this we'll come back with that in just a second 719 on the Infomaniacs. We're talking about the importance of reading to your kiddos and to place value on reading and how important it is just in school and in life. So in addition to children's enjoyment and value placed on reading, the biggest predictors of reading, again, this is based on a scholastic study. And and, and Chelsea, you were just saying that there's the study that you were reading. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of these out there. And then they all say essentially the same thing. The biggest predictors of reading frequency is are, are having a parent or guardian who believes reading is important and provides books for their child and having people in the child's life that enjoy reading. Mm, Okay. So there you go. I mean, you got parents. If you're a parent, and you and you you talk to your kids about reading you read 95 percent of children say that they have someone in their life who enjoys reading and six in ten say that a lot or nearly everyone in their life enjoys reading so oh, okay biggest issue though is it's just every every parent's 
biggest fight is the, and you brought it up a second ago, screen time. Oh, With the yeah. increase in screen time. The majority of parents, 6 to 17-year-olds, wish their child would do more things that do not involve screen time. Yeah, there are so many ways to be distracted now. I mean, yeah. I thought there were a lot when we were kids, yeah. but man, yeah, there's so many, so more, many now. more now. Yeah, absolutely. Digital activities have risen since 2018 among all age groups, 6 to 17. Of note, children aged 6 to 11 are increasingly participating in digital activities such as YouTube, going online for fun, mm. playing games, electronic devices, or going online just for school. Yep. So yep. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's the digital stuff. It's not good. Yeah. We did not get to this story during the political segment, but it's too good to not report. Uh, did you hear about Representative Lauren Boebert getting booted from the Beetlejuice musical for disturbing... I have not heard this. Okay, so she is a representative out of Colorado, a Republican out of Colorado. She was ejected from the musical Beetlejuice in Denver this week after she was accused of vaping, singing, (laughs) recording the show, and you're not allowed to record with a phone. You're not allowed to do that. And being disruptive during the performance. So it was at a Sunday night showing uh, in the Buell Theater in Denver. Two patrons, including this representative, Lauren Boebert, were escorted from, it was a, a guy she was with were escorted from the premises after they were reprimanded multiple times. The incident report, which doesn't actually name the people involved, but there is video out there, uh, says the patrons were issued a warning during intermission after three complaints were made by other patrons about their behavior. Surveillance footage from the theater released by Denver Arts and Venues uh, appears to show Bobert and a man being escorted from their seats. In the hall, Bobert is seen rebuking an usher and at one point giving him the middle finger. I'm assuming that beverages were had. Uh, this yes, doesn't I, sound like a group of sober people. Mm, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm like... <laughs> vaping in a theater? Vaping in a theater. And she also apparently made statements such as, do you know who I am? And oh, no. I, don't yep, do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I will be contacting the mayor. Denver police officers responded to the incident and stayed in the lobby until the pair left the venue. Yeah. Oh, politicians. Not a good look. Yeah, no. misbehaving, misbehaving. I'm, I'm just picturing this politician just ripping a vape pen she, in the middle of a theater and being loud. Yeah, so she tweeted, it's true. I did thoroughly enjoy the amazing Beetlejuice <laughs> at the Buell Theater. Sounds like And I, I plead guilty to laughing and singing too loud. Everyone should go see it to get the chance this week. Please let me know how it ends. That is <laughs> hilarious that she just owned up to it. Basically. Basically. Very good, though. Yep, yep. Funny, she's having a good time no. and a little too, a little too, a little too much fun. A little it too much like. fun. It sounds yeah. like she had at that one. So, Disney's New York office is infested. An office used by Disney's advertising department in New York is allegedly infested with mice Ooh. and fleas. Oh, oh, an email was sent Dude, to I, staff Monday. I hate fleas. I mean, I know, I know people don't like yeah. fleas, but fleas are like a flea infestation. One of my worst nightmares. Years ago, our dogs got them somehow. Yes. And I say that because I've experienced, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as saying it was like an infestation. But when I, when I lived with the boys, we all had dogs and their, yeah. their and dogs, their dogs were outside dogs. So they yep. spent a lot of time outdoors and and I was the only human who lived in the house that would get bit. And yeah. so I would be the one that would be like, hey, guys, 
Something's going like I have Go these bites on my ankles. Take your dog and my to the feet. vet exactly. And, get some and we used trifexis. to have to we used to have to bug bomb the house. Oh man! And, oh yeah! So that's yeah. bad. We never yeah. had that bad. Oh but okay. I think it would we would t- we would take our dogs to a friend's friend's houses and they would go play in the backyard and then they would inevitably end up getting a flea or so. So it was never a begging because our dogs are on trifexis, so they it, yeah. they never actually get them. But right. you'll find and one. And that's, that's what Koto was on too. And they're so. gross and, they, and you can't oh. you can't kill them. You'll grab them. They're you try so to squeeze tiny. Them and you can't, oh my god! Very yeah. obnoxious. Well, okay, so Disney's infested. Disney's <laughs> dealing with this. <laughs> Disney's uh, New York office is dealing with this. An email sent mm. to staff Monday to immediately leave the affected floor and either work from home or relocate to another part of the building. A source says, quote, the current Disney ABC buildings are set to be demolished and new high rises will go up. So there's no incentive for upkeep at any given time. Most of the elevators are broken, causing us. So they're just people are still working there, working there. What is what Disney and Disney's already not in a good spot well, right and, now. And the other thing is, though, it may not even I mean, who owns the building? Right. right. And so is Disney, you know, renting this space and, you know, yes, you have to expect them to like but the landlord, whoever owns the building. Somebody's got to be on top of that. If people are still being expected to go into work. Yeah, I'm not sure what. Like when are these buildings going to be these demolished? These are Disney and ABC buildings. Okay. So it's they're they're yeah. just yeah yeah. But it sounds yeah. like since they're demolishing them, they're just not paying people the, to in, clean the, them. The exterminators. <laughs> That's not okay. You have employees. You still need like a custodial staff cleaning Ugh. things up. Right. Well, apparently oh, that's they, nasty. Apparently they don't think they Ugh. need seven twenty five. WTAW news time is 7:32. It's 74 degrees. News is presented by American Momentum Bank, building financial success one client at a time. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. A proposal to build four townhomes in the neighborhood south of Bryan's Haswell Park is denied by the Planning and Zoning Commission and the City Council. James Edge was part of the council's six to nothing vote to deny an appeal made by the applicant after it was voted down by PNZ. I think the project looks great. I'd love to see this considered for another part of Brian, but I just don't think this is the right location. Marka, you were shirtless, also supported the PNZ denial, which was by an eight to one vote. We've laid out in town where this kind of high density and graduating from very high density to lower and then down onto single home dwellings. We've done a lot of work to try to build a plan that will buffer our older historic neighborhoods from high intensity development. And in this case, it just doesn't fit based on a lot of the reasons cited by our planning and zoning, which was detrimental impact on traffic, impact on the integrity of the neighborhood, the high density of the design and the infrastructure surrounding the subject property. City staff supported the proposal of adding townhomes on the same lot as an existing patio home at 25th and Haswell. Between 20 and 35 pieces of land are needed for the city of Bryan to extend Thornberry Drive from Highway 21 in the Castle Heights neighborhood to the south past Old Reliance Road to the intersection of Austin's Estates Drive. Action at this week's Bryan City Council meeting included spending up to 495 to get the land. Mayor Bobby Gutierrez has noted during his visit on our show that the extension is on the thoroughfare plan at the BCS Metropolitan Planning Organization. That's just one more tool that we have to activate all that stuff over on the Old Reliance Road and that whole, whole area over there. Negotiations are underway to purchase 20 parcels. No money has been budgeted to build the Thornberry extension. The end of September is the deadline for a new federal farm bill. It's pretty clear that we will blow through the September 30 deadline, 
and there'll have to be some sort of extension. Senator John Cornyn provided an update on negotiations during a recent visit with Texas reporters. One is support for our agriculture communities, which provide one out of every seven jobs, I think, in the state of Texas. There are parts of this that are being debated that are more controversial, things like work requirements and the like. Cornyn says about 80% of the Farm Bill funding goes to food assistance programs like WIC, the Women's Infants and Children's Program, and SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. One of the two congressmen representing the Brazos Valley has released a statement following the House Speaker's announcement of an official impeachment inquiry of President Biden. Pete Sessions supports the inquiry, which he says is unlike the hurried impeachment proceedings by House Democrats against President Trump. A member of the House Oversight Committee, Sessions says that there are significant questions concerning Joe Biden's conduct and use of his status as an elected official. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. College Station police and fire were sent yesterday to the Wells Fargo Bank branch on Southwest Parkway east of Texas. A CSPD tweet says a man was pinned between his vehicle and a concrete post at the drive through ATM. The man was taken to the hospital for treatment of undisclosed injuries. Last November, a Brian man was sentenced to nine months in a state jail for felony theft and possession of a controlled substance. On Tuesday, 47-year-old Brad Bishop returned to the Brazos County Jail after his arrest by Bryan police for forging two checks belonging to someone over the age of 65. The BPD arrest report states a convenience store clerk notified officers that Bishop had cashed bad checks. The victim told officers that she discovered her purse containing her checkbook was missing. That's after Bishop and another person were in her home to work on her floor. Texas A&M University recently acquired a second child care center. The Charlotte Sharp Center, located on land owned by the A&M system, was privately owned. A&M's Chief External Affairs Officer Susan Balabina said during her visit on our show, the Charlotte Sharp Center is available to families of community members. We have early childhood education as a priority. We want to be a leader in that area, and this gives us another living learning experience for our students who want to go into that very important field of early Early child care work. When the Charlotte Sharp Center first opened, it was one piece of an intergenerational complex that would include a senior living facility. Balabina says there are no plans at this time for that component, but it is part of a future vision at the university. The Sexual Assault Resource Center is recruiting people to apply for an upcoming advocate training. Kayla Duncan, Director of Communications and Outreach, says the training teaches volunteers how to assist with their crisis hotline and conduct hospital and law enforcement visits with victims. So overall, they'll get 40 hours of training and then um, additional CU training throughout the time that they're advocates. Um, and they get to decide their shifts that they want to work, whether that's hotline or accompaniment. Duncan says SART cannot run without advocates. They help it run 24-7 at all times. So we're very grateful for them um, and what they're able to help us and assist us with, as well as the community. If you're interested in becoming an advocate, visit SARCBV.org. Applications are due Monday. The training begins September 26th. WTAW News Time is 737. It's 74 degrees. News is presented by American Momentum Bank. More news at the top of the hour or online at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945 WTAW. 739 on Thursday in the Infomaniacs. We are in the WC Tractor Studio, your Kubota and New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. Weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic, and never an overtime charge for total protection plan members. Malik, feel the difference. 
More clouds and sun today. Showers and thunderstorms likely, especially during the morning hours. Temperatures will reach the upper 80s. Scattered showers and thunderstorms tonight, low in the lower to middle 70s. Partly sunny, another round of showers and storms Friday. We'll get back to the upper 80s. More clouds and sun Saturday, another round of showers and thunderstorms expected. High temperature in the lower 90s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945-WTAW. Brian High School football has got an early game this week. They'll kick off tonight, coming up in sports. But where I come from, rain is a good thing. <laughs> Sing it, Luke. Yeah. Sing it. Oh, yeah. We like the rain. And got we a little seen bit of rain. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of rain yesterday, hoping for some more today. And that brings us to our question for you guys. What is your favorite rainy day activity? We are giving away Six Flags tickets. Those are good through the end of the year, so you have plenty of time to still use them. We've got Fiesta Texas and Over Texas tickets, so be sure to text in with your first and last name. Uh, somebody texted in and said, my favorite rainy day activity is doing nothing but being lazy on the couch. That's fair. I yep, get that. Yep. Uh, somebody else said baking on a rainy day. I love so that. getting in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Someone else said binge watching a show. Uh, somebody else said just watching movies. Uh, yeah. This one's very specific. I like to sit on the porch and drink hot chocolate. Ooh, yeah. man, that does sound good. Yeah. And it's freezing outside. It's 74. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's yeah. freezing Absolutely right now, guys. Frigid. Uh, Put and your then, coats on. Yeah, it's yeah. only going to get up to 88 today. I love this one. Turning off the phone, making some soup in the crock pot, and doing some crafting. That's aw- that's Doesn't great that right there. Lovely? There's nothing better than a good oh, crock pot. Good, good crock, crock pot, pot meal. soup. Yeah. No, so, I, I don't I don't do the what was the other thing? So crafting. 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 No, I don't know a big crafter, but uh, you and Maddie could maybe but, color. But I think as something. the years go on, I mm-hmm. think that yeah, we'll become crafters. Somebody else texted in. At this point, I'm just gonna go outside and stand in it. <laughs> that's what I keep saying. We're going to down to Surfside for the weekend mm-hmm. um, for a family vacation we do every single year and, and it's gonna rain, but I'm just I don't care. I'm going to go stand in it. I'm going to stand on the beach in the rain. There you and it's going to make me feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love so it. So we're getting, this is an interesting Wall Street Journal article they did that, and, and me and you, I feel like we're, we kind of relate to this. I don't okay. know. We'll see. The, the work-life balance is kind of shifting. Oh. The idea is the pandemic changed a lot of habits. Now people are not as interested in socializing after hours after work. Mm. And now we, me and you don't really do this a whole lot. No. And, and a lot but of I it, don't know that people, do, do, does our work get together a whole lot? Wait, I don't feel like we do happy hours. Uh, no, no. And again, your like our schedules are just it makes so it very hard different. For that anyway. So yeah. different. Um, that is interesting. Okay, so so this is like work specific social activities. This is work specific. Yes, gotcha. work specific. So dinners with clients, sure. happy hours, coworkers, team building events and parties. Now everyone yeah. just just wants out. They don't want to do those anymore. If we do anything, it's up here at work. Like tomorrow is uh, Mexican Independence Day. And so the people from La Jefa are doing lunch yes. tomorrow. And, and so, so a lot of our, you know, work social activities are done actually up at work during the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's something that's going on. They talk about oh, that okay. in the article. Employer, employers are also shying away from taking up employees' personal time. Yes. So office events are being more frequently scheduled during work hours. Yeah. I have a friend and, and they still are kind of scheduling some 
outside of work hour activities and she kind of complains about it because she's like yeah. I feel like I need to go because she's one of the the top you know managers and she's yeah. like I feel like I need to go but I've got two kids at home and I live you know a 40 it's a 40 minute commute for me because she's right. in the Houston area she was oh, like man. so to go downtown Houston on a weeknight outside of my work hours for a dinner like that just seems it happens it's, yeah. it's a hard it's hard, hard thing for her to make work they've had Hannah is kind of a similar thing she's had some work you know even if it's a birthday or, or a, a going away get together it's hard because it'll be happy hour ish and yeah. we've got luck I mean luckily we have me and I'm usually done around that time and I can get home and take sure. care of Maddie but it does and it's not that you don't want to go it's just that it makes it harder it makes it more complicated yeah see I just don't want to go sometimes and then also the other thing is sometimes <laughs> I just don't want to go <laughs> And again, for for us, it's a little bit different because after, you know, our, our after work for me is like 2 p.m. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And then I'm going to bed at six. No, yeah, not that early, but I'm definitely unwinding around yeah. that time. I don't I don't want to be going out. So uh, but I think it more than anything, it's that work life balance, taking up someone's personal time for work related activities. Right. And, and yeah, I get it. Some, you know, here's that word culture. Some work cultures, you know, really are about the team bonding yeah. and, and things like that. Heck, we sit in our own individual studios and I would prefer not to visit with anybody throughout the day. Yeah. So we even even the three of us are separated don't, don't see by a walls. Lot of each, well, yeah. I mean, we do. And well, no, I mean, we, see we each, do. We and see each other, you know, when we're, we're talking or discussing things. But yeah. yeah, I mean, physically during the show, we're not. We're, but we don't really hang out outside of the show. We have even you and I who, who yeah. are truly friends yeah. outside oh, yeah. of work, um, you know. But yeah, it's not like you, me and Scott get together for dinner and or think, happy hours. I think a lot of that is we scheduling. Should, yeah, I no, think Scott was scheduling. really excited when we all ran into each other at the the That's baking true. thing. That's true. He was. He, he was, was very excited. And maybe maybe we should start like once a month having an infomaniacs. I think we should hour. start having an Infomaniacs happy hour where at we just two p.m. Go, yeah, that's no, I'm not, I'm still up here at two p.m. <laughs> oh dang I'm not it, done you're until still about working. Five, yeah. Oh, and again, our schedules don't. Our oh, schedules don't. Crap. All right, seven forty-six. Good morning. I'm Sean Burnett with your morning sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. Aggie baseball announced its 30-game SEC schedule yesterday. Home series include Mississippi State, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Arkansas. They'll hit the road against Florida, South Carolina, Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss. Specific dates are not yet set. You'll be able to hear Aggie baseball this season on The Zone, 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. Aggie football will look to bounce back after another week two loss to begin the season. Following the loss at Miami, veteran Anaya Smith was asked about how the team has figured out how to bounce back over the years. I believe each season is <clears throat> a new season. You know what I'm saying? This year is definitely different than any season I say that I've been a part of. Um, number one, it's all about a mindset. You know what I'm saying? You're not able to be stuck in the same place that you're in. Um, of course, you know, the energy of the locker room is pretty tense right now. Um, guys are upset and whatnot of the loss. And, I mean, that's expected. Um, you you know what I'm saying? You want to be kind of upset. And if they weren't, then I feel like that would be an issue. But, um, like I said, it's really all about the mindset. Um, just changing the narrative, you know what I'm saying? Coach always talks about uh, how we're still a 5 or 7 team until we change it, you know what I'm saying? So our whole thing, or well, my whole thing to the team is let's not be stuck, you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and move forward. We have to get past this, and <clears throat> it all starts today. Saturday, the guys will take on Louisiana Monroe with a 3 o'clock kick. 
Pre-game will begin at noon on 1620-945-WTAW. A&M Volleyball fell to number 22-ranked Houston last night at Reed Arena 3-1. The team will close out their non-conference slate at Reed Arena on Friday as they face Liberty. First serve is set for 12 o'clock. Bryan High School Football will play their fourth game of the season tonight on the road against Randall. The game kicks off at 7 o'clock and the pregame show begins at 6.30 on The Zone 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. Texas Rangers ace Max Scherzer has a low-grade strain in his throwing shoulder and will miss the remainder of the regular season with a return in the playoffs unlikely. The Rangers won their fifth straight last night, taking down the Blue Jays 10-0. The Rangers currently hold the second AL wildcard spot, and the Blue Jays fell one game behind the Mariners for the third. Bruce Bochy spoke after the game and said they're getting offense from everywhere in the order right now. Well, it's just a matter of these guys are just playing with so much confidence right now. I mean, it's throughout the order, too. I mean, you look at the top of the order, you know, you know what Corey's been doing, Marcus, uh, uh, Robbie. Um, it's good to see Nate break, uh, Nate break out, but you know, really Carter at the back end. So we, we're getting production throughout the order right now, big hits, and tonight was the long ball. That's what helped us. They'll play one more against Toronto tonight at 6.07. The Houston Astros got back on track last night with a 6-2 win over the Athletics. Houston had a combined no-hitter broken up with one out in the ninth inning. Jordan Alvarez hit a three-run homer. Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker also hit solo shots. Dusty Baker was asked following the win when he became aware of the no-hitter. Uh, probably in the fifth, you know, when when he came out. And then I'm sure all the relievers are were aware of it and conscious of it because they had been part of two other I think no hitters uh, combined no hitters so um, you know they you know they knew and you know Presley was was upset because you know he wanted to be part of it again um, also but um, you know it was spoiled. The team will have the day off before heading out for a road series at Kansas City that begins tomorrow night at 710. And that's your morning sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. I'm Sean Burnett. Okay. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, and we remembered. And that means it's time. It's Jokes with Sean. Jokes with Sean. Here we go. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do they have in common? They're both Paris sites. Oh. Whoever stole my depression medication, I hope you're happy now. Oh. <laughs> Why can't a leopard hide? Why can't a leopard hide? Because he's always spotted. Ah, uh, very nice. Okay, one more. Okay. This one's fun. What do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? What do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? Prime mates. Oh. Primate, love it. Oh, every Thursday, when we remember. When we remember. We have jokes with Sean. So those are good. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Always fun. So actually, let's do weather real quick before I forget. Sounds good. Weather's brought to you by Gladney Automotive. We want to hear the weather today. We want to hear the weather because we're very excited about it. Weather is brought to you by Gladney Automotive. For commercial and fleet vehicles, Gladney Automotive has you covered. No car is too new for Gladney. To learn more and schedule your next appointment, visit GladneyAutomotive.com or call 979-399-8928. The weather, we have showers and thunderstorms likely um, a lot this afternoon. Mostly cloudy with a high near 88. Not even going to touch 90. So that's very nice. Chance of rain is going to be 70%. Tonight, less than that. Showers and thunderstorms possible 
mainly after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 71. Yeah, so. and we're asking you guys today, what is your favorite rainy day activity? Make sure to text us, 979-695-1620. We do need your first and last name if you want a chance to win some Six Flags tickets. Uh, a couple of you have talked about dancing in the rain. Someone Ooh, else said fun. just standing in the rain. Uh, and a lot of you just like to be lazy on rainy days, which is definitely at lazy, the top of my list. Lazy is definitely a pop- popular one because you like mm-hmm. to just, you know, open. The, I like to open the blinds, though, you know. You open you all the windows see up. You see it. You see the oh. rain. And on a, you know, if it's not too cold or too hot. You can actually like leave the door open. You leave it open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leave it open and Sit you get outside. the nice. Problem the with smell. the rain is this means that my dog isn't going to want to go out anymore. Oh, that is. And we know Dottie's. Dottie does she, not like wet grass. We know Dottie's just not a fan of wet grass. <laughs> that so you're is gonna very struggle. true. Yeah, we, we, I got her out this morning. It was a little damp uh, from the rain last night. We'll see how the day goes. But yeah, I wonder if she would be better if I got her like a little rain jacket. Maybe rain. I think it's the feet. I think that's I what think they don't like. I think it is too. They don't like getting their yeah, feet wet. Maybe she could get some rain booties. Maybe some rain booties for oh, Dottie. There you go. Okay. We'll be back last hour. A Brian Broadcasting Station, WTA. College Station, Brian. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.